Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi uh, here, Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. An honor to ha- be with you guys again. And I just got a little mixed up. I was trying to do buttons and trying to talk at the same time. Uh, shout out shout out uh, at me if you want, Pastor Grimaldi at gmail.com. I am again back with part two with my brothers here from India, Pastor Michael Teddy and Ashuk. Uh, Mohan, and uh, it's an honor to be with you guys. What's going down? What's happening in India? Everything good? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're keeping well. <laughs> we are we are uh, weathering the storm as we speak uh, of the COVID pandemic and all that. Is, uh, so we're just coming out of lockdown, actually. Yeah, right. How's, uh, how's the weather right now down there? Uh, abruptly, it rains some days, and uh, it, it uh, rained continuously uh, for one and a half days, uh, and then, then it became extremely sunny. So we can't really say it's been very confusing of late. Yeah. So would you like to know the weather right now in Arizona? Yes. Yes. So what's the weather like? Now? Well, it's going to be 110, I think, today. Right now it's 104. So. Um, okay. You have a Fahrenheit scale and uh, we have a Celsius scale. So uh, it, so we have, there's no, uh, like, it's really hard for us to relate to what that means. 110 and uh yeah, well, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. I, I, that's why I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm gonna give you these tough scriptures to to help us out with here. So, okay. Yeah. So I got one text, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a red herring. I mean, I know the dominant view of this text, and uh, we were kind of doing our pre-show, and and you know what happens, uh, Pastor Michael. We should, we got to tape our pre-show once in a while. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. You know, and I say, no, save that for the show. Let's stop. You know, let's record. And that's why I got a little confused in the beginning. But I'm going to read a text. Um, I'm going to read uh, one text here uh, from um, 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to read it like this. I'm gonna, let me just read it and then I'll, I'll throw something in the middle of it. For we know... That if our earthly tent, which is our body, which is our house, is torn down, we have present tense, a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in heavens. Now, reading a commentary from David E. Garland in 2 Corinthians, and as I was telling my brothers, David E. Garland's a well-respected theologian. In fact, if you go on your um, best commentaries, he is definitely either one or two on on second corinthians he is um a um a greek scholar from what i know um but what he says here what he says is because this we have is in the present tense his argument is that when our earthly body dies which is our house and it's torn down that we have present tense a building from god a house not made with hands eternal in heavens, meaning an eternal body. So here's the red herring. Here's what he says. So here's what David Garland says. He said, as soon as we die, we get our spiritual body 
and all with the Lord. And I was mentioning that to my wife, Rachel, and she says, great, is that? I says, well, I'm going to speak to my guys <laughs> in India before I start rejoicing on that. But um, again, because David Garland is a respected theologian, especially in 2 Corinthians, I'm going to come to India and they're going to answer all these questions for me. And when <laughs> I'm done, I'll know exactly what that text means. And I'm going to start with Ash Hope. Um, and um, I'm going to ask you to help us get this right so we can know what's going to happen uh, when we when we die. Yeah. So I have to start off by saying I don't know 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians half as half as half as half as much as Garland would do. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, uh, so, but, uh, but I'll, I'll just tell you my view. So uh, if there is a text like that, I'll probably begin with uh, begin looking for other clear texts that would talk about um, uh, our body and the post um, death state and uh, uh, resurrection and all those topics. And uh, I can't help but go to 1 Corinthians 15, where it is a very clear, ex explicit passage about uh, resurrection. And uh, what I see in 1 Corinthians 15, at least, is that uh, Jesus Christ would bring everything under his subjugation one by one. And the last thing to bring under subjugation uh, is death. The last thing that he would defeat is death. And uh, now this has a lot to do with my eschatology also. I'm a post mill. I believe the earth gets better and better. <laughs> See, right? so I told you, he's throwing his own red herrings in. See? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, so the, there would definitely be a flavor of that. Uh, but it seems what the text uh, seems to suggest that he would bring all things under subjugation and the last enemy to be defeated is death and uh, then comes a resurrection that's what the text says so the, that resurrection it seems like um, paul says every flesh is uh, all flesh is a seed and all seed has a harvest and the harvest seems to be the resurrection um, and so if the actual redemption of all the all, everything that is fleshly comes in the resurrection, then the, the complete redemption of the body is supposed to come. The complete spiritual proper body should come after resurrection. And uh, so that's that's my best understanding of how it is. Now, I am not saying that you will not have a body in heaven. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was because I, I, in the pre-show, he <laughs> said that I'm interested in this in this part about, uh, OK, your view is we'll have some type of body then. Uh, yeah, I lean towards that because um, I try to look at even there are views um, on whether we are soul, spirit of body. Uh, there's a huge debate body, on right? that. That's another huge one. Oh, debate and okay. all that. <laughs> and I lean towards a, a very different position where I would say, I don't think the scripture requires us to do that kind of a decision, uh, so, uh, the difference or a distinction. What it's saying is, it's, it's a way of saying, is a phrase uh, that is basically saying you're all of it. You're not either or. Uh, that's okay. how I right. uh, look at the text. Uh, it, it's it's not complicating it or uh, it's partial. It's not partialism, but basically what it's saying is, it's actually simplifying it. You're all of it, and so and also the whole idea of distinguishing between body and soul and spirit and everything is very Greek, and it has a lot to do with uh, how Greeks understood. Uh, the flesh to be bad and the spirit to be good. But in Christianity, there seems to be a redemption of everything. Uh, not just our yeah, spirit, amen. but Great point. two bodies. Right? So, and uh, Christ was crucified in flesh and not just in sp spirit. Right? So, the, uh, the he had a spiritual cost to pay and there was also, uh, he was actually crucified in flesh and we die in him. So, um, 
Jesus Christ did not die so that uh, we may live. Jesus Christ died so that we may die in Him. Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and He has new life so that we might have new life in Him, right? So uh, I'm not saying it. It would in in a simplistic way we can say Jesus Christ dies so that we may live. That's not a wrong statement. But to clarify more, so we He dies and we die in Him, and He rose from dead, and so that we may we those who died in Christ Jesus would rise in Christ Jesus. So there is a. So Paul definitely says that in one uh, Philippians one twenty three that uh, he uh, if he was to die not Philippians one twenty three but he goes on to say that uh, if he was to die he would immediately be in the presence of the Lord. Now what is that presence? Is there a body there? Could be. <laughs> and come on, and, you gotta make it. You gotta make a stand <laughs> here, buddy. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, the 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 bodies. I mean, at least that sounds a lot better than because we know there's no soul sleep or things like that. So I yeah, think yeah. I I already know when Pastor Michael's ready to go. Um, <laughs> I I I know, but in in respect to Garland, I mean, I I see, but at least Ashuk is saying that we will will get somebody after we pass from this tent into the obviously absent with the body present with the Lord. So uh, Pastor Michael, um, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I would, all, I would, I would very clearly say that uh, I, I don't have a strong landing on where necessarily where I stand, but I love this, this topic or this conversation um, because this is, I mean, this is what we live for at the end of the day. Amen. Because when all else is done, we, we want to join with Paul to say, for me to live is Christ, but die is gain. Um, so I have, uh, although I've not landed very strongly on, you know, what it's going to look like. Here's what I clearly know. Uh, the Bible clearly tells us it's all gain. The Bible clearly tells us it's all joy. The Bible tells us it's better. It's better to die and to go ahead and be with Christ than to remain in this world. Amen. Um, and and so the, when the Bible talks about uh, what's going to happen after we leave uh, life on earth, what is it, uh, you know, uh, what is it going to look like? And, you know, when I say leave, you know, I should be looking at when I say that. So when I say <laughs> leave life on earth, I mean dying to our fleshly bodies. What what is What is it going to look like? And the the confusion or the ambiguity that results in all these discussions it's awesome if you ask me because it it is so exciting not to know everything it's so exciting to know that we know in part and then we'll know in full mm -hmm. so so i know it's going to be better so i i'll tell you see uh, i know a lot of people at least locally here culturally what we've always been taught is uh, when you die, uh, you know, the two common views is when you die, uh, you it, it's going to pass by you like a second. You won't even know. You know, <laughs> centuries would have passed. So you die and you wake up to the second coming. So there are people who believe that. And, and then there are people who believe you go to a temporary place where you wait in the presence of the Lord for the Lord to come. In each of these discussions, um, people, People are trying to find maximum joy. Like it would be so awesome if I got my body right then and right there and I just 
walked into heaven like you know th- could that be what the thief on the cross felt like you know oh yeah we so forgot about the thief on the cross good job <laughs> mr michael <laughs> yeah. you know so today you'll be in paradise with yeah what does that, that mean he- right i mean michael a pastor michael i mean he says today you'll be with me in paradise i mean just his soul and i, I don't want to get ashok starting on this either so i mean right i mean uh Okay, yeah. go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to give it back to you Pastor Michael again. Yeah. So so I I mean, I've I've heard the you know discussions where people say that when it talks about paradise it's not necessarily talking about the heaven heaven where where you know where, where but it's rather talking about paradise as in being in the presence of God or in the presence of Christ. Uh, well, by heaven you mean the kingdom of heaven, the final kingdom yeah, of Yeah, the final kingdom of heaven. But, but still heaven, right? Yeah. But still heaven, in the sense that it is still ruled by Christ, in the presence, in the bosom of Christ, and all of that. Um, um, so, it's it, you know, it, it's it's not something that uh, I've been able to come to a position to say this is what I think it is. But but the what I do notice about people who try to tackle these questions is we are all trying to find maximum joy, and maximum joy is what God has planned, regardless of however it's going to look like mm-hmm. that. you know if 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 we're going to go into a temporary place in the presence of Christ to wait for the final return of Christ that's not going to be substandard that's going to be so much better that's going to be so much more glorious that's going to be wonderful but you know you know i was listening to a preaching by sam storms and sam storms was talking about the progression of heaven you know where he was saying the next moment is going to be more joyful than the previous moment yeah amen. and the moment yeah. after that is going to be more joyful so you you're definitely looking at things getting better without stopping right excitement's growing and joy growing and being in the fullness of that in the newness of that so yeah and so, yeah, I, so you're going to say yeah, and i'm going to give it to ashok in a minute but you know <laughs> the, i was i the thing about this that's great is that this is the stuff we need to be talking about i mean this is what's i mean whether garland's right or shook's right I, at the end of the day th- this is the stuff that's joyous and you know what maybe none of us are right right i mean yeah. <laughs> but get us shook you got it yeah yeah so i i think we should deal with the text also uh, because i specifically spoke about a text that sp- spoke about um 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 spoke specifically about uh, resurrection and i came to my conclusion from that now uh, taking the text uh, he says we have in present tense and i think it is important that we un- uh, understand that we have a already but not yet uh, nature of the kingdom and the age to come in mm. many ways now we all would say we are in the kingdom of god but then we look for a fulfillment in a greater sense as well uh, he sounds we like say, he's saying the already and not yet right Yes yes already and not yet so we say <laughs> thy kingdom come thy will be done up on earth just as in heaven so that's what we are looking uh, forward to the new uh, so everybody would agree that new uh, new uh, heavens and new king, uh, the new kingdom of god is going to be the new jerusalem is going to be on earth after a complete fulfillment but are we kingdom citizens today yes but not in the same way right so there's a sense in which we have an inheritance and we we have already inherited it but not already but not yet in every sense the same way matthew 5 when you look at the yeah. uh, beatitudes of the of the kingdom people uh, also there's a sense in which uh, uh, we can take each of them and say um, uh, say blessed are those who are 
uh okay i can't certainly remember the one of the beatitudes <laughs> so uh that would say a lot about how much be- fruit i bear but uh so <laughs> there's a sense in which none of us completely qualify to be any of the beatitudes so there's a sense in which those have been uh, already imputed to us in christ and because of christ active obedience at the same time also we show some of that fruit at some level but the completion of that fruition would only come after uh, the, we have glorified bodies so i would say uh, it, it can be take maybe i would look at it that we have as a already but not yet kind of a thing as well mm. so uh, it is something that i would inherit something that i would grow into something that i would look up to it's clearly going to be different body than i have now but then not, not necessarily the resurrection body uh, so i would say something uh, something more progressive and that uh, grows into um, yeah, something because like yeah great mind. point i mean the common view i mean okay I mean, i'm thinking in my finite mind obviously the common view is like and i i know this is uh, n- not in in you know the common view is kind of your soul and i know we don't want to uh, ashok doesn't like to separate that that your soul <laughs> is kind of with the lord and then you have arguments like well you know you shouldn't get cremated and that's a whole thing for another day but i'm saying i think that i i think that i like the view that you guys come up because absent with the body present with the lord is better than anything no matter what it is right pastor mm-hmm. michael i mean i think that's your your uh, yeah your your expound yeah yeah absolutely and uh, that's where the joy lies see the the joy in the the quest for understanding what it's going to look like is not in necessarily arriving at the conclusion it is in understanding what we know with clarity that god is doing this to take us home there is a home waiting for us in fact when jesus tells his disciples i go to prepare a place for you in my father's house and if it were not so i would have told you that you know and i wouldn't be telling you these things but jesus spoke to them and told them what they were going to have and so when we think about heaven when we think about going into the presence of god it is all joy and when we try to reason these texts out and see the mystery in them and and uh, discuss these things uh what we must make sure is to have our joy set on Christ and to trust that all this is going to work together so wonderfully that even if the position you believe ends up happening you're still going to be completely surprised by it you're still going to be completely yeah, over great point right? great point nobody's nobody's going to stand there and go i got this right <laughs> they, they they wouldn't care what they got right I got I got listen I got one more question and we got about 6 minutes. Can I ask one more question? Is that okay? Sure, sure, you know, we sure. never this is this would be a record if we get two questions in. But um his <laughs> his is a question um and I I guess I'll direct it at both uh both you guys, both my brothers. Should a Christian enter the dating scene or wait for the one that he or she believes or he or she believes is God calling for them to marry? How do you think uh that um how do you think so should a Christian enter the dating scene cuz today here in America they'll have like a uh, single nights in some of the churches we don't have that here but I'm not, you know single nights in some of the churches now I know the culture is very different in India but so Ashuk you're the only um single man um 
do you date? I mean, can a Christian? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know where even where I got this question from, uh, Pastor Michael, but I came up with it. We got about five minutes. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I know my American friends would be listening to us. And uh, so, soon enough, and I wonder how the conversation suppose that would go. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do not uh, believe in the whole idea of uh, casual dating. Uh, courting is something that I do believe in. Uh, now, is I, there a difference? Uh, Huh. <laughs> so I think one is intentional towards marriage. Oh, okay. Uh, in the sense, it's not uh, testing out the waters, but uh, uh, but with the intent to get married to the person at the other end, and that's a, uh, you know that's a purpose. And uh, yeah, so I would probably keep my um, comments about this minimal, especially because <laughs> I'm unmarried, and uh, leave my pastor to do most of the talking. When I, it comes knew to the... pa- my, I knew he was going to pet my. I knew he was passing it to Pastor Michael. I knew it. And Michael's yeah. only got four minutes, so how much? Yeah, then five minutes anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, yeah, you know, with the distinction that Ashok just made between courting and dating. See, uh, when we think about it culturally, I, you know, a lot of our American friends find it shocking to think about arranged marriage, right? Uh, where uh, your, you know, parents uh, look at uh, potential spouses for you, and they so uh, arranged marriage. The uh, Bible has a lot of arranged marriages. <laughs> so for, it's for your people God. who are, yeah. So the uh, so in India, arranged marriages are very common. Uh, but you know they are frowned upon by a lot of uh, millennials, a lot of young generation folk nowadays. Um, but here's here's what what I would say. Here's what I've seen: the pro of an arranged marriage, the the positive of an arranged marriage is in us in our society there is this belief that um, it's not about whatever you do, whomever you get married to, that's your life. You know, that, that's kind of like what what is culturally driven in. So if you get married to a man and your parents arrange it, you you stick with that man or you stick with that woman all the days of your right, life. Right, 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 right. And, and you're not testing waters. You, you are coming in with the intention of commitment. Now, that's been changing a lot because you've got lots of divorces happening, a lot of uh, things going wrong. And now parents are basically saying, Go ahead and find somebody that's better than this, you know, kind of a thing. But I think the principle, it boils down to just like what Ashok said is uh, it's the intentionality. Uh, And I believe that when you want to pursue a woman, you have to pursue with the intention of marriage. Amen. Uh, Amen. I, I did not have an arranged marriage. I had a love marriage. In fact, I married my college sweetheart. And Day one, my intention was to get married. My intention was not to run away. My intention was not to play games. My intentions was not to have fun. My intention was, here's a lovely girl that I would like as my wife. And since day one, it's it's been about get on your two feet, start working hard. You got to care for a family. The point of view is so different. When you think about it with that intentionality versus a lot of people I know, a lot of friends I know, who are just in and out of relationships because there's yeah, no intent yeah. to settle down. There's no intent of marriage. 
for me, the picture was always <laughs> marriage. So even in our very initial conversations, I used to ask, um, you know, this is all about marriage. And if we're thinking about this, we're thinking about it all the way. And God honored that, you know, and to give you a picture, we had to wait nine years to get married. And God made us wait that long. And God worked in amazing ways through, you know, through all of that. And finally, we did get married. And it's, it's been wonderful. And so and, and it's a huge testimony. And so the bottom line, I always tell guys, even here, you've got to have the intention to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Amen. And you're not going to be able to do that if you're not part of a church, if you're not submitting to a godly leadership, if you're not committed to the church. How are you going to do something you have no idea about? If you know nothing about Christ's relationship to the church, how are you going to be a husband to a wife? So four minutes, I'm just I don't, pushing in a lot of stuff. but yeah. No, 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 it's good. And we do, we have to, we have to cut um, in a second. But man, the, I mean, these conversations, you know what the problem is, Ashuk? We don't have enough of these conversations. I mean, we don't have enough. This stuff is... You know, uh, this, and again, I know I'm, I'm, Italians repeat themselves a lot, but, but, um, you know, this is real live stuff. This is, and when you put it, obviously us being by God's grace, Christians, you know, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to share. It's just that the world is shutting us out, you know, but, but thank God we can do this. And if, if one person can listen to, um, you know, you guys speaking about marriage, the importance of marriage, especially against the culture today where this is almost foreign. And I'm, I'm out of time, too. If you get me started, we'll really I'll get in trouble with the producer. But um, Pastor Dominic Romaldi, Street Talk Theology with my brothers here from uh, India. Um, what a blessing and honor. So till next time, again, may God bless and keep all of you in Jesus name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.